Merry Christmas from Aces Dad. Welcome to the Sort of Centric Podcast. It's Christmas time extravaganza day five, everyone. I'm AC. And I'm Veronica. And I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute. It was supposed to be five days in a row. You missed a day. No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I got I got I got the episode in right under the wire, like at twelve o'clock, almost on the dot. Mm-hmm. Maybe at twelve oh one. But it was right there. You know what? It was there for you to listen to. And thank you for all dozen of you who listened to it. Thank you very much. Veronica, yesterday you were sick, sick, super sick, sick. How you feel today? How you feel? I feel much better today. So much better. What do you attribute your amazing, your amazing, miraculous recovery to? Theraflu. And? And hydration. And? And... Your care. There it is. (laughs) There it is. I mean, you were knocked out, and what did I do? Being the loving, wonderful husband that I am, I I uh, did some dishes. I I emptied out the fridge. Uh Emptied it out. Made sure that it was, you know, we got rid of some stuff that'd been there for a minute. Because I know you like a a tidy fridge. I organized one of our cabinets. Yeah, I I did a bunch of dishes or some dishes that uh, maybe I made them, but I you know I made sure that they were ready. Cleaned off the counter because I know how you hate a messy counter. And uh, thank you, you for know, that. I did my best to make sure that when you were up and about, uh-huh. you didn't feel uh, feel too overwhelmed or anything because you are one of these people. I don't know too many of you kinds of people. What kind of people? Like, mess messes you up. Like, if there's a mess in the house, Mm -hmm. you're just like, I can't do anything until there is no mess in this house. Like, I can't sit. I can't leave. I don't know. I don't know anyone like you. Like, it it makes you physically uncomfortable. Your mind is not at ease unless the house is in order. When I was growing up, um, my grandmother used to always say that your house should be tidy just in case you have a visitor. Uh-huh. Um, well, we have zero of those. Usually, I know. So you and never have to worry about that. You know, the one time that I said, I am going to leave those dishes in the sink. I'll get to them later. Mm-hmm. My mom showed up okay. with one of my aunts. And like, your do you remember that? No. Mm-hmm. You probably were asleep. It was like really uh-huh. late at night. It was like 1030, almost 11 o'clock at night. They were coming back from something and they decided to stop by because they had to use a restroom. And I, there were some dishes in the sink. And I was like, you know what? This I'm going to let that go. <laughs> I'm going to let that go. I'm going to leave those dishes till the morning or something. No one's going to come. And then I hear a doorbell ring. And uh, my mom showed up with my aunt. You aunt. see, to me, to me, that sounds just... Uh... <laughs> Like, not a big deal. It's like, there is a dish in the sink. That's where the dishes go. Like, to me, obviously, if there were, like, dishes in the living room floor, in, a, in the bathroom for some okay, reason. Okay, but let's be honest know, here. If, what I'm saying? If 
if I were not now, such a drill be sergeant, care, be careful now because if I were not such a drill sergeant here, you're, you're about to lay down something that I'm going to have to. Uh, would probably, you know, have. What kind of squalor do you think we live in if <laughs> you weren't around? Home. I don't think that's true. It's because absolutely when you, true. One hundred percent. The few times that you have gone mm-hmm. away, whether it be for our work thing, like a CYMC or a City of okay. Saints or whatever, you come back and the house is just as clean as when you left it. Maybe even cleaner, because I make sure this place is not spotless. This is after years of training and understanding. But again, you're saying if you weren't here. Right, but the, in fact, did you go down for two days? Mm-hmm. And was the house cleaner after? It was It, it was fine. It, it was cleaner than before <laughs> you got sick. Okay. So who's really making messes? This I mean, is it's after years and years me. of training. You know, AC grew up with a cleaning lady. You're darn right. So he. So I know what clean is and what clean isn't. <laughs> and uh, this house mostly clean. Let's go ahead and take a moment of silence for AC and his hard work for cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. I saw one and um, only time of 2019. Mm-hmm. At least he got it in. That's mm-hmm. how he works. <laughs> Down to the last minute. <laughs> you did it. You're a hater. <laughs> You're welcome, by the way, for nursing you back to health and making sure this house was in a proper state when you were up on your feet again. You're welcome. Anyway, friends, today we're going to keep the family vibe going. All right. We're going to talk about favorite family memories on the feast of holy family we're going to talk about families right we were talking about christmas and you can't have christmas without family even if it's friends that you spend it with friends are just a family you choose so we're talking family memories favorite family memories ready set share okay how about you go first? Oh, okay. <laughs> no problem. Okay, so I think I have a few. I'll just start with one. We used to do this thing called Homework Sundays. Have mm. you ever heard my family mention this before? Mm, kind of. I've seen them do it. I think they still kind of do it now. No, or they, they did don't with, do it They kind of still me. did it with... They can't do it without me. Okay. 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 <laughs> I think they did do it without you, no, but go ahead. they did not. Okay. Yeah, it was just we all used to get together mm-hmm. in our kind of den back area there Mm -hmm. uh, that uh, goes into the backyard and we all used to take a spot Uh and just do our homework or read or uh, my dad or mom used to like read a paper or a book and we all were in the same room just being with each other that was very unlike our family it didn't happen until later like in our teenage years Mm -hmm. because mom and dad were always working or always part of a church group or something like that but Sundays were the day for us to like just hang out and be with each other. Did you do your homework? Yeah, when I was there, probably the best run I had in school because <laughs> someone was there telling me to do my homework. But uh, yeah, those were great times. It lasted only a little while. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long. But uh, then I got into a uh, life team. It and just totally killed the family. D- tore apart our family. Going, you know, life team is, is a very important part of your faith. Certainly of like a faith life development and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But there was very little balance at that time for me. Mm. Uh, Maybe I should have known better. Maybe my my family should have or my parents should have 
helped us maintain some balance. But there was a while there where like Life Teen, which is like youth ministry stuff, was uh, like a four day a week thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we had Wednesday prayer group, which was like, uh, I don't know, like a prayer group, like a, like a small Bible study that would happen on Wednesdays. Yeah. And then Sundays were definitely a thing. And we used to have on Saturdays for like life night environment things, making posters or practicing for whatever we were going to do at the life night. Uh, and then like it was from like, it was like all, not an all day thing on Sunday, but certainly like afternoon to late night, mm-hmm. you know? So, mm-hmm. and then another day somehow during the week, we all just got together and hung out or something like that. So it really did put a damper on the family life. I should have had more of a balanced and sped time with my family made equal efforts with them that mm-hmm. I was making with friends at church and stuff like that, but I didn't. So that kind of put an end to homework Sundays, but that was, that was a good time. I have other ones, but they're more like person specific, not like mm-hmm. the whole group. And I think anytime we went on a family vacation, those were kind of fun. I mm-hmm. can look back now and be like, Oh, those were fun. They weren't as annoying or terrible <laughs> or whatever, you know, angsty, yeah. angsty kids think family vacations are at the time yeah these are good times good times you know i think we have a common denominator (laughs) with the destruction of the family (laughs) um well sundays were also family day for us um and we would go to mass and then we would go to dinner and then have family game night um which was always fun my family is wildly competitive yeah um, and so we would do this every Sunday. Um, and then I joined the core team, <laughs> which is helping out life team, which is helping out life yeah, team. Yeah. And, uh, I kind of killed it for my family. I mean, they kind of still did it. They started going to mass in the morning to try to fit my schedule so that we could still have that family mass thing. And, uh, it didn't end up working out. Um, and so I think that's probably one of my parents' biggest like peeves is that is that you know they their kids don't all go to mass together at the same time anymore um, because yeah I kind of I I once I started going to a different mass my siblings kind of followed suit and they just kind of came that way too and so before they knew it. It was just kind of like my mom and my dad going to mass. And so my brothers and sister would stay for life nights and whatever. Um, And it was no longer family day. It was just my mom and my dad day kind of. Um, So we kind of destroyed family day with youth ministry. So, but. I mean, no regrets. I don't know. It sounds like we're talking you know, <laughs> kind of negatively of youth ministry. You said right yeah. now that, and, and I agree, that obviously youth ministry played a, a huge portion in our development spiritually, catholically. Catholically? That's not catholically. a word. Catholically. Catholically? <laughs> what are you trying to say? It, it, youth ministry played a big portion in us growing up. Our faith life? In our faith life. Absolutely. Okay. And so like... What is the balance of what it is we're talking about? Because to say that it destroyed our family I mean, certainly it didn't isn't fair. My family—that's like a like I think I was just exaggerating. Although it did destroy, it didn't destroy it. it maybe it was time for that to move on. I mean, certainly 
my life when I had that family time. Um, I didn't, although we would go to mass and, you know, whatever, um, pray our rosaries and do our things, I, I didn't really have a conversion. So, I mean, what, you know, what what was it all for? I think there should have been some sort of like, after I had my, you know, conversion and by conversion, I mean, you know, if you don't know what that means, like. Go look it up. We don't have time for <laughs> yeah. this. I'm just um, kidding. After I, I had that, I desired to serve more. Um, and so it did take, there, there was some sacrificing some time from those fun things that I did with my family. And certainly I probably should have been able to, you know, yeah, like you said, have some balance, um, but I didn't, I, you know, was there, there was, it was, it was also quite demanding at the time. You know, I think that you and I both run some programs that are very similar. Yeah, we both run programs. And I think the thing that I say in my orientation meetings, and I'm sure you do too, Mm -hmm. is that youth ministry can really only reinforce the stuff that they teach at home, right? Right. The parents are always the primary educators. And so if they're not learning the faith in the family, Mm -hmm. in the home, there's very little we can do. We can teach them all the stuff, but they're not going to take it to heart Mm -hmm. because the people who they love the most, who they're influenced the most. And as an older person, now I, I never thought I'm going to grow up to be like my mom and dad, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm very much like them. You know, that, that stuff that I didn't think was influencing me as a kid, like how much I, this is going to sound stupid, but how, how cool I think the Grand Canyon actually is, Oh, geez. you know, and I went there four times. And I'm like, it's a big yeah. hole in the ground, mom, let's go, you know. And now all you can now say is let's like, go see that big hole in the ground. Let's go see that big hole, man, you know, uh, or like Santa Fe, New Mexico. We went like, we used to go like the same trip, LA, right? We start, we used to mm-hmm. go to like somewhere in Arizona, uh-huh. um, uh, stop. We I guess we could drive straight to Williams, okay, Ar- Arizona or something, because uh-huh. uh, that's like the last big town before the Grand Canyon. Uh-huh. Go to the Grand Canyon, stop in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh-huh. Drive back, stay in Sedona, Arizona or something. Okay, it was and come back home. Like we used to do the same thing all the time. Like what a stupid thing to do <laughs> every year. We do the same thing. Why not go somewhere else? Uh-huh. You know? But those places are like intriguing to me now. And I'm like, oh, it'd be good to go see those places again now as an adult person and see what the big deal was. Like, what is it my parents were saying? Like, mm-hmm. those things, they do stick with you. We can only, sh- like, reinforce, you know. We can say it all day long. Maybe they find it intriguing. And maybe it's just like the Bible, where it talks about the seeds falling mm-hmm. on different paths and stuff like that. Some of them come and get swept up or, you know, eaten by birds. Some of them you know, find good soil. Some of them are eaten by birds. Like, I don't know, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, kids are sponges, you know. That's just how that goes. And it's good and bad, parents. It's the good behaviors that you, you know, are showing your your children. It's also those those poor behaviors, unfortunately, that we are, you know, that we take from our parents, whatever that is. So I mean, maybe it's just a constant prayer for the family you know the head of the family i guess maybe what you're talking about is intentionality uh-huh. you know that it has to be something intentional like you know i've always been catholic and so somehow the catholic will just make its way into the household like when you get married when we got married yeah there were some promises mm-hmm. right so these are the things we said i was pulling it up here on the computer okay well, all right this? so we said this at some point during our wedding i wasn't paying attention so <laughs> uh, <laughs> it says 
Veronica and uh-huh. Anthony, or Anthony and Veronica, or whatever the order okay. was, right? Have you come here to enter into marriage without coercion, freely and wholeheartedly? Yes. We said yes, right? Uh-huh. We said, are you prepared as you follow the path of marriage to love and honor each other for as long as you both shall live? Mm-hmm. Are you prepared to accept children lovingly from God and bring them up according to the law of Christ and his church? Mm-hmm. These are intentional things intentional things you're saying yes to mm-hmm. so like everything else right the faith has to be brought intentionally into mm-hmm. the home and then lived out intentionally intentionally on every level mm-hmm. or else you're just passively doing this stuff and maybe they get it maybe they don't but then that the outcome is maybe they get it maybe they don't but at least you can't say you didn't try right or yeah you weren't doing so if you're it, intentional you know? but also intentional is it you know it has to be real. It's not something you can force or like conjure up out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. This takes years of living a virtuous life and working out those muscles and becoming more proficient at living a virtuous life. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't come out of nowhere. It takes a lot of effort and time mm-hmm. and struggle and all those things. Yeah. Um, and so I guess what I'm going to say is if you want to have good virtue or have at least a chance at good virtuous children and a good virtuous marriage... Start now. You have to be a virtuous person. You have to be a virtuous person. If you're not, it's not too late for you. Yeah, no, it really is. And if you're younger and you're listening to this for some reason, start now. If you're not even married, start now to be a, to live intentionally as a virtuous person, to mm-hmm. want to um, bring Christ into whatever home you make, whether it be as a married person or a single person, mm-hmm. or or even if you go off and become a religious sister or you become a priest, like... That's your family. <laughs> Those are your family. You, you, have, to, you have to if live you virtue in that place. Be also. a good player on the team. You got to be. You got to practice that virtue. Even if you're not, if you don't have children, you know, like if our family is me and you, and you know that doesn't mean just because we don't have children that we can't be virtuous people or that we shouldn't be virtuous people. I think that we should be, I think we do try and that should probably reflect to everyone else. And if it's not, then we should try a little harder. Um, and yeah, I don't need definitely back to virtue. So big ups to our families. I think in their own way, Mm -hmm. they certainly played a role in us wanting to live this intentionally. Yeah. Um, so mom and dad, thanks. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> and I want to thank your mom and dad also because mm-hmm. they help make you who you are and I love who you are. Yeah. Uh, and I love who you are too. Also. Come on, man. I set that right up for you and you couldn't even spike it right back. Anyway, friends, family. What are some of your favorite family memories? Do you want to share them with us? You're welcome to it. Or you don't have to. Whatever. We're just Did glad you that you guys family, are Did you have family traditions? Do you guys go to mass together? Do you guys still go to mass together? If you have children. If you have kids. Do you take your children to mass? Or, because or, I've heard some people do this, and this is no judgment. I just heard sometimes it happens this way. Sometimes dad will go, uh-huh. and mom stays home with the kid. Then heard they that. switch places. Because yeah. so, they sometimes families or moms and dads feel like, I can't get anything out of the mass if I'm watching the kid, yeah. you know, or something like that. So I don't know. How do you, how do you, well. I have a question. Oh, oh. Okay. I don't have children yet, so I'm not sure. Cry rooms seem to me like more of a disservice to the child than not. That's your hot take? That's my hot take. Because I don't really have a, I don't, uh, anything I don't, on that. 
we don't have a cry room at St. Madeline, so... Yeah, but they also start every Mass with, If you should become uncomfortable with a child, please feel free to step into the vestibule. So, I mean, they're That's different, people. though. Not really. They'd be like, hey, you're crying kid, get out. No, 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 that's different. And Father loves to hear crying children. He says it all the time. He says it's the sound of a... Uh, a vibrant living church? Yes. Something like that? I, <laughs> um, I was there for that. But uh, cry rooms, like at other parishes, I'm not going to name any names... I have some. ...are essentially playrooms. Little... How do you graduate the kid from the cry room? Clow. Like those those children's <laughs> liturgy of the word, which is also a mistake. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if cry rooms are are it. You know, that's not really like a kid cries and then you go into the cry room and it's like, you know, a child's play place, and they're like, yeah, this is where I want to go. I'm not trying to be out there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be in here with the stuffed animals and the toys and the snacks and the crayons. And the other kids who are also in it. You know, kids are not dumb. I don't know if cry rooms are... And she's taking out cry rooms. You're <laughs> going to have to tune in tomorrow to see who she yeah. takes out tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know if cry rooms are the place to be. All right, we heard if you. you're a parent, oh, okay. oh, my goodness. let me know what you feel how about the cry rooms. How do you feel about room? cry rooms? Yeah. And how do you feel about children's liturgy of the word? Like where they take the kids out? Negative of... on children's lit- liturgy okay, okay. of the word. I was asking them that. You know, <laughs> okay, okay, just relax. Mike Hogg over here. Uh, just kidding. So, yeah, tell us what you think about those things. Do you find that cry rooms and children liturgy, and if you're not sure what that is, it's many churches have different. I think you guys are probably the only people no, who do No, I've it. seen I've other never places seen it do before. it. They don't do it's it It's like here. where they take, um, like during, right after, or right before the readings, they take the kids like to a separate part of the church area, like maybe it's mm-hmm. a classroom or something, and, or in the hall, and they, and they run through like what the readings are going to be. Um, it's almost like a mini life night, you know, it's like, here are the readings. You know, you know what, growing up, I don't know if I shared this here before. I don't know. But I think I was telling you, okay, at St. St. Joseph's, we went to St. Joe, grew up going to St. Joseph's La Puente. And, um, it's quite a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't know. Echoey? <laughs> Yeah, it's an old church. It's got marble everywhere. Yeah. It's high ceiling, so that leads for lots of echo and it's, it's an echoey. Reverb. It's an echoey church, and so um, when we were growing up, we would hear kids crying. They don't have a cry room there, and uh, they were usually on the angles or the wings of the church. And <laughs> my grandparents used to tell us that that's where the bad kids go, and you would hear them cry. Um, and so we would just behave just hear, like distant screams. And, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you would literally hear distant screams crying in the wings of the church. And so we never wanted to go there. But you know what? I grew up without a cry room and I grew up not, you know, I would get pinched and my ears pulled and whatever. But I what? learned how to behave. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You know, G- growing up like, yeah, I mean, I wanted to, you know, play any kid wants to play but you got to learn how to behave at mass i don't know so veronica's hot takes man about cry rooms <laughs> and children's liturgies of the word yeah um what are your thoughts on those things i'd be interesting to hear i don't know if i have any definite strong feelings about either one i can totally see where you're coming from like 100 yeah. percent. i can also see where someone else might come from and be like well you know Maybe if it's presented to them in a way that they can palate, it'll be easier for them to understand. I don't know. You know? I, yeah. I mean, so, I don't know. But 
send us your opinions on children's liturgy of the words and cry. How words. do you take care? How do you handle? Yeah, your and children how, and that? how do you handle your kids at mass? Do you let them cry? Do you uh, take them outside? Do you split up the duty? And again, sometimes you know one person goes to mass and they come back and they switch places. How do you handle it? We would love to hear it. You can call and leave us a message or text us at 626-600-1181. You can send us a message on Instagram, whatever. Or you don't. Whatever. It's fine. But in any case, we thank you guys for tuning in to episode number five of 12 Days of Christmas Extravaganza. Y'all have a good rest of your week and remember your personal prayer. Take care, folks. See you later.